Welcome to a new episode of From the Honeycomb, a podcast that creates a spark of positive energy in your home to design, architecture, yoga, meditation, and travel. I've created this podcast as a place to come for design inspiration and especially to learn about Vastu Shastra with a modern approach. I'm your host, Katerina Borinova, and welcome to From the Honeycomb. Now, I'm so excited for today's episode. We are kind of changing the theme today. I know we typically discuss architecture, Vastu Shastra, and the home, but in today's episode, I sit down with my friend Kat, who is a holistic health coach, and we dive into the world of gut health and nutrition and how the environment affects us and especially the spaces we spend the most time in. They really do have an effect on us more than we know. So let's dive in. It's so good to see you again. I know you too. Yeah, I'm doing well. Doing well. Just had a actually just had a human design reading for my friends. So that was very exciting. So I feel like I'm vibing today. So yeah. yeah. So I actually went for a walk right before this recording because as I was putting the notes together, I started thinking about like what you've been posting on Instagram about movement every day. And I was like, you know what? I haven't even gone for a walk. So Kat says to go for a walk. I'm gonna go for a walk. So I actually went for I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's such a so amazing how much it just like clears the mind and just like, yeah, and just kind of recenter. Please welcome certified holistic health coach, biologist, and founder of Nourished Roots Health, Kat McIver. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we're very excited to have you. But before we dive into the world of gut health and nourishment, want to take a moment to share something we are grateful for in this moment. And so Kat, what are you grateful for? I I mean, aside from being here present with you, I would say that I am grateful for my body today. I was feeling a little under the weather last week. So I feel like every time I'm not feeling my best, I'm just reminded of how much our bodies do for us every single day that we don't even register and don't even think about. So I am just feeling incredibly grateful for my body and everything that it does for me. Oh, I love that. And it kind of ties in, I think, with what I'm grateful for. I was just thinking on our last week at home, we cook a lot of meals at home. I have a very sensitive digestion system, which I'm sure we'll dive into. And so this past week, we've really, with my husband, tried to do more like fun, unique meals And like last week, we kind of coming off our trip from Belize, we're like, oh, I'm like, I want to have like a very colorful dish. I want to have something fun. So we ended up going to the store to get lobster, which we only usually eat seafood on the weekends. We had lobster, plantain chips, and like a coleslaw. And it kind of reminded us of our trip. And it also made our weekly meals kind of a little bit more fun. So we've been having fun incorporating different things we usually wouldn't buy, especially since we shop at Trader Joe's, which has a very limited selection sometimes. So we really wanted to be creative. And I'm really grateful that we've kind of had a little bit more fun with it because sometimes I feel like we just eat the same thing. We're like, okay, we're going to have this on Monday and this on Tuesday. And then once a week we have pasta. And so we're really trying to have fun with it. So I'm really grateful that we're having, yeah, just fun, fun time with our meals at home. Mm, I love that. All right. Well, let's dive in on your website. I saw you were a biologist. So you're a biologist turned holistic coach. Tell us your story. I know. It's like, where do you begin? Yeah, I know. Good question. Where to begin? Yes. So my training and background is actually in marine biology. So not really related to 
health and nutrition. So I have my master's in marine mammal science, and I'm actually the co-founder of a nonprofit here in Washington, which is where I live, where we study the marine mammals in this area. So I still actively do that as well. But yes, as I'm sure we'll talk about, I am a very multi-passionate person. So (laughs) yeah, so I mean, I've always been interested in nutrition and health and for me, my specifically with gut health, my in my kind of mid 20s, I went through basically a, what I call my gut health rebellion, where my my digestive system basically just freaked out. And I kind of was coming off of the the raw food trend and was super excited about everything raw foods and had been in Australia actually doing an internship for the marine biology side of things. And you know, was loving the raw food movement. And I moved back to Scotland, which is where I grew up, actually. So very different environment and was continuing to eat the same things and was like, wow, why is everything not sitting well? And so it was about a good probably like six to nine months before my digestive system just basically gave up and was like, nope, we're not doing this. So that was kind of my I would say my turning point, I'd always had an interest in health and nutrition, but that was really the point at which I had to sit with myself and really look at what I was doing to my body and with my body. And yeah, I mean, just, you know, as, as you're aware, it's, it's not, it's not fun when you have digestive issues and it's amazing how many different aspects of your life it impacts. And so for me, it was, you know, I was very fortunate in that I was able to correct basically everything that was going on, which was a lot of effectively just IBS symptoms, um, a lot of pain, a lot of, you know, just daily bloating and just anxiety around eating. You know, I was scared to eat anything because everything would upset my stomach. So I was able to correct a lot of that through Ayurveda, which was amazing. And that really opened my eyes, I think, to kind of the alternative health world. I dislike using the word alternative because these are ancient modalities. So these are actually the more traditional modalities, really. But, you know, in today's world, they're considered more alternative. But yeah, basically just really looking at my entire environment and everything around me and how much that was impacting my digestive health was huge for me. So that was kind of what launched me on my current path. And then, yeah, I became certified as a holistic health coach last year, obviously with an emphasis on the gut health side of things, because that is very near and dear to my heart. And I'm incredibly passionate about that. What are your doshas? I am a vata pitta dosha so I'm very vata in my body Mm -hmm. and I have I'm more like mentally a pitta that's funny I'm complete I'm pitta body vata mind so it's really interesting interesting. yeah yeah Yeah, so it's interesting also the places you've lived and how they correlate your doshas and just kind of the food that you eat what was like the main difference you noticed while living in Australia and eating those foods because Australia was actually the country I found out I was lactose intolerant in because of the heavy dairy it was after lunch at having a Caesar salad and a latte that it clicked in my mom's head because I was I was younger that I I'm lactose intolerant. And so, so do you notice a difference where you live and the food that you could get at the stores that affected your choices on what you ate maybe? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, where I was in Australia, I mean, again, I was there doing an unpaid internship. So my, what I was buying was somewhat limited, but I was very much focused on like the, you know, the fresh fruits and vegetables. And I, you know, ironically, a lot of times those things are cheaper to buy than a lot of the processed foods. So I was really buying a lot of just fresh fruits and veggies. I was on a little bit of a different eating schedule because we were on a boat basically six days a week from about 5am to 5pm. So it was 
very much kind of the eating on the go and, you know, drinking a ton of water. So, I mean, I actually had a really clean diet when I was in Australia. And it was interesting where that really didn't bother my system at all. Like my body seemed to love it just because of the external heat. It seemed like I was able to process that a lot better. And it wasn't until I went back to kind of the cold, wet, windy Scotland, basically, that I was trying to then eat all these basically summer foods. And my body was just like, what are you doing? This is not what we eat here. (laughs) Oh, that's so true is your environment affects so much of what you eat. And so do you because you take on, of course, clients, do you focus on where they live and also create programs for them based on their environment? Or how do you kind of figure out what a person needs as far as their gut health to get them back on track? Yeah, great question. Um, Yes, to the first part. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the main things, especially, you know, doing more of a holistic approach to health coaching, I am very focused on not only where you live, but also what your immediate environment is like. So I mean, again, like your home environment, your work environment, your social environment, what all of that looks like. So that's something that we dive into, because a lot of that does doesn't seem like it, but a lot of that does directly impact our gut health, not only in terms of environmental factors like things like mold or, you know, other environmental factors that might actually be directly impacting our our gut and digestion, but also just emotionally. And one of the other main focuses that I have is on stress management. And so that's a big one is really looking at, you know, where people live in terms of the Um, the temperature and the weather and things like that. So I do usually have my clients do an Ayurvedic questionnaire when they first come in, just because I found that to be so helpful for people. You know, a lot of the questions in there are about your current environment. And then we really dive into your immediate environment and how that's supportive or not supportive of your digestive health. And then we kind of go from there. So it's it's in addition to obviously doing a lot of the nutritional side of things and streamlining or changing the diet as needed to be more supportive of a healthy gut system. We are really looking at the external factors as well and how that's supportive or not of your gut health and then how to move beyond that. That's so interesting. Yeah, I never thought, yeah, when you go to a health coach, you think, I want to fix my body, what's it you internal? You don't never think about the external and the environments and just even the room you spend the most amount of time in, just how much that can have effect on your gut. And so what are some things that you have found that have surprised you when, you know, learning about people, like what triggers certain gut issues that you didn't know before based on the environment? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest ones for me is obviously stress is the number one. And that's Mm -hmm. the one that I see the most consistently. But how that impacts people is really fascinating, because a lot of times, we don't realize we're stressed. I think we have, you know, as as human beings, we naturally have a fairly high tolerance for for stress, especially when it's chronic. So a lot of people who come to me, they don't really necessarily know they're stressed until we start digging into it. So that's a big one. I mean, just, you know, and different stressors in the environment. And so the thing is, too, is when you have that kind of low chronic level of stress all the time, little things in your immediate environment are going to become a lot more stressful. So, for example, like one individual I was working with, she was really struggling because her home was very cluttered. And it kind of came up in one of our sessions and she was apologizing. She's like, I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm talking about my home being messy and my health coaching session. This has nothing to do with it. And we kind of dived into it more. And the more it came out was the the more that was like a, re- a representation of things that she was holding on to in her body. And so this cluttered environment was really triggering her. And so that was one of the things that she worked on was, you know, basically decluttering and, and 
streamlining and, you know, very cleaning out the environment and getting rid of old things. And the turnaround that I saw in her the next time we met was a completely different person. I mean, it was crazy. She was like, yeah, you know, I'm not having the, I'm not having the same kind of constipation issues that I was dealing with. And like my bloating's kind of reduced a little bit. And just simply from that stressor in her environment and how much that was reflecting a part of her physical ailment back at her, that was pretty incredible. I think that was probably the most profound kind of external environmental factor that I've seen just really directly correlate with someone's gut feeling a lot better and a lot healthier. That's amazing because that relates so much to Vastu Shastra and just the clutter, the having clutter on your desk, in your home, in any space, it creates this negative energy. And so just decluttering all of a sudden allows the energy to flow. And so I love hearing that it even has such a huge impact on our health not just the energy of the space around us and, you know, to get us being more productive, but also it does have an effect internally. I really love hearing that. Makes me feel so good because before our call, I like decluttered the whole room. I cleaned everything up. I'm like, I just want it to just (laughs) flow well. And it really did de-stress me because you all of a sudden have just this environment that you can focus on what you need to focus on without having all this excess stuff. So I really love hearing that. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, it it feeds so much into our emotional well being too. you know, just like just seeing that around us, it has such a strong impact on how we're feeling, especially for so many of us working from home these days or spending a lot more time in our home. So yeah, I completely agree. I think that's one of the main things that feels very tangible for people to to work on and to kind of tackle in their daily life and just how much better they feel from that just overall is really empowering. Absolutely. And do you ever notice with any of your clients if they get stuck as far as reaching like their their goals? What do you do to tell them how to help get them unstuck if they plateau, for example? What are some factors you see when that happens? Yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, I would say it's it's very common for people to hit that point. So especially if I'm working with clients longer term um, in like my six month program, for example, usually around the middle of the program, they will hit a point where they're just feeling kind of low motivation and kind of plateauing out a little bit. And I think so often we we start endeavors or we commit to something and we have a huge amount of excitement and energy around it and that kind of pushes us forward. And when you get to that kind of about three month point, oftentimes we hit that point where we really need to dig in. And what I've seen in my clients and what I've found in myself as well is that that's really the point where you get to do the work. That's the point where all the tools that we've been building up until that point really come into practice. Because that's usually the point where you're starting to get to the real root of the problem and the block point that you're actually trying to overcome. And that's uncomfortable, right? So our nervous system has kind of regulated in a way to protect us from this discomfort, to protect us from kind of any sort of overstimulation in that way. And so it can feel very uncomfortable when you start to really get to this point of transformation and change because your your body's kind of confused. It doesn't really know what to do. So that's a really pivotal point with all of my clients. And it's been fun to basically like walk them through that process. And as I said, we kind of spend the first few months really, you know, cleaning up the diet first and foremost, but really working on a lot of tools, things like meditation and breath work and journaling practices, grounding into daily habits so that by the, you know, by the point that if they're hitting a 
plateau or if they're hitting that kind of low point in their enthusiasm, they have all of these practices to fall back on and all these tools to help them keep moving forward. And one of the biggest things that we really focus on and come back to is their why, you know, why they came to see me in the first place, what they're really trying to achieve, because that's the point that they often are, they're so deep in the process, they've kind of forgotten almost what, you know, why they're doing this. So it's really a beautiful point. And I think that to me is actually a really exciting point in the journey, because that's really like, you're really getting to the heart of it at that point. And so guiding, guiding them through it is a big part of it, just allowing them to share what they're feeling, what's coming up for them, and then tackling that through coaching and, you know, cheerleading them on and reminding them of the purpose of them being there in the first place and what they're really wanting to get out of this is is really the main ways to move them through. And everyone does. And it's so it's so awesome to see them kind of climb that wave and crest the top of the wave again and just start surfing their way down the other side. It's really beautiful to watch. Oh, I love how positive you are about it, about, you know, your client gets stuck and they're in this like negative space. But you just explain this so beautifully, so positively that it's like anything is possible to overcome. You just have to dig into that why. So that was so positive to hear. I really like that. And then, yeah, can you share um, with the listeners your programs? Yeah. So right now I'm offering three or six month programs. And so I do one-on-one health coaching. So basically we would sit, I do them all remotely. So everything's on Zoom, which is kind of fun at this point. I can meet with anyone Mm -hmm. in the world, which is really great. But yeah, basically we, you know, like I said, I do specialize in in gut health and stress management. So that's where the majority of my clients have pain points or have things that they're looking to overcome or work through. And so we we meet one-on-one every couple of weeks and do a full hour session together and basically moving my clients towards Number one, uncovering the root problem of of what the symptoms are coming up from. So like I said, kind of initially, a lot of times it's not just diet. You know, we tend to think that our our diet is the cause of everything and it's a huge part of it, but it's, it's almost never just diet. There's always underlying factors. So one of the main things that I really work with clients to do is to get to the root of the, of the problem first and foremost, and then coaching you through that, coaching them through how to move beyond that root problem, um, how to overcome that, and then how to build these healthy habits into their daily life. And just really encouraging them to to follow their dreams and to become the person that they want to be is another big part. So as I said, there's a lot of kind of the meditation side of things incorporated as well, some breath work, some embodiment practices, really to kind of build you up with a bunch of different tools and resources that you have and can use well beyond working together one-on-one. I really, my goal is to really get clients to a point where they don't need me anymore. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they have everything they need and they can almost coach themselves through those low points again. So yeah, like I said, right now, three three or six months one-on-one coaching programs are my main offerings right now. And who would you recommend the three-month program to versus the six-month program? Yeah, great question. The three-month program, I would say, is if you have a very specific goal in mind, or if you want to really focus on one specific area of life, that one is, um, it's really fun. It's kind of more rapid fire. We're really focused on that one goal that you have or that one area of life that you're really looking to progress in quickly. The six month program, I would say is more for someone who either has chronic issues that they're looking to work through, has slightly more layered issues that they're aware of, or is just really wanting that more more consistent support over a longer duration. So the one thing I would say is if you feel like you are struggling to build habits and and you really don't know how to just implement a lot of these things in your daily life, the six-month program is actually great for that because it gives us 
time to work through a lot of different contexts together. But the three-month program is awesome. Like I said, if you have a specific thing you're really trying to focus on or you're just trying to restart your healthy eating or healthy lifestyle practice, that's a really fun kind of kickstart way to do that as well. Oh, they both sound great. And coming back to the when we were talking about plateauing, just kind of dividing in those into halves where you have the three month program. So it's a 90 day, like a plateau and then or the, the struggle, the inner. So then you have another month and a half. So it makes sense that you divided them into a shorter and longer period. And what is the feeling you get when you see that breakthrough in your client? That's a beautiful question. Without in any way being demeaning, I always feel so proud of my clients. I hesitate to use that word because I don't like to, it's not, I'm not taking credit for it, but I am, it's so empowering to me to witness people coming back into their own power and seeing some of these realizations for themselves. It's the most exciting thing ever to watch them and to realize, I think, in that moment that they have the power to turn it around. That yes, they're feeling down or yes, they're feeling unmotivated, but they also have the power and the potential and the capacity to become exactly what they have set in their mind to become. It's just watching that realization happen on someone's face is unmatched. It's so beautiful and so empowering to watch. I love it. Oh, it's amazing. And it's amazing you found the holistic um, health coaching now because did you experience those same feelings when you were... um, or you're studying marine ecology? I mean, kind of in a different way. I mean, I still get a thrill from seeing orcas out here. I mean, we saw we saw them a few weeks ago and I was still like a little kid that I've always been just like so excited and like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is my job. I get to watch these animals walk, you know, swim past me. But it, it is in a different way. And I think for that, it's it's much more kind of experiencing just the awe of nature in general. Mm-hmm. And so that to me is still... I guess it still brings me that joy, but it's in a very different way than directly impacting someone else's life. Anything that you've noticed in your home that has helped, maybe in the kitchen, anything in the kitchen that you've noticed that can help with gut health? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I mean, especially in the kitchen area, I mean, you know, using filtered water is a great one. And so for me, like just having that that water pitcher ready to go or having that kind of readily accessible is huge and just making sure that that's really nice and clean. In terms of kind of, you mean like kind of logistics in the kitchen, like where things are placed or? It could be anything. I was just thinking back to, I was looking back <coughs> to some other notes um, from previous episodes I had done about health and well-being. And for example, in Vastu Shastra, sitting facing east is very good. And the eastern part of the home has a lot to do with your health because that's where the sun rises. And so where you have your kitchen, but there was anything, I'm trying to think of like gut related or health related that you, or health related that you share with your clients um, as far as their kitchen environment. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I think the one main thing I would say is, again, it's coming back to clutter, but making your kitchen slash dining room, wherever you eat, wherever you prepare your food and wherever you eat, making that a welcoming, clean, calming space is huge. So especially in in relation to gut health, anything that allows us to slow down, to chew our food properly, to be more present with our food is going to vastly improve your digestion, your ability to digest that food. So for me, you know, having that space feel clean, number one, but also then to feel calming, to feel relaxing, you don't have a ton of TVs in your dining room, or you don't, you know, you're not constantly distracted by all these things around you. And just really making that kind of almost a sacred 
space can be super helpful. And I think just really brings people back to the act of consuming food, the act of preparing food, and just really allows them to be more present with what they're doing. And like I said, just that act of being present and slowing down in actually can also stimulate your digestion in that when you're thinking about food, your body actually starts to secrete digestive enzymes quicker than if you just start cramming food in your mouth, but you're watching TV at the same time. Your gut doesn't really know what you're doing and all of a sudden it's trying to process food. So that I guess would be the the main one is really just creating that calming, soothing space where you can be fully present while you're preparing and consuming your food. That is so true. Like watching TV while you're eating and I'm so guilty of it. Like I had lunch today watching Friends. But yeah, me too. (laughs) It's it's hard not to. It's it's a great 20 minute episode because my problem is, is, and I kind of put the episodes on like when I'm by myself, we don't watch TV while we have dinner with my husband, but I'm really bad at like with that pitta energy constantly like I have to be doing something and I feel like I eat too fast. So if I tell myself you have to sit here for one episode and finish your food and then sit here and finish, let it digest while you watch it, it'll be better than always being on the go. But when you're with other people or especially like families taking that time to, I love how you said, make it a sacred space where you eat, where you consume the food, your kitchen, where you prepare it because you are creating something that is going to nourish you. So the energy around you is so important as you're preparing what you're giving yourself as nutrition. Yeah, hundred percent. Does that work? Does my little idea work of I have to sit there and finish the episode? Is that like productive? Well, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I feel like, and this is a thing, right, where everyone is individual. And so this is the thing where, and this is why I do one-on-one coaching, because to me, like, and one of the beautiful, beautiful things about Ayurveda as well is that we are all so uniquely individual. And so for you, that strategy might actually work better than trying to sit in complete silence and just feeling fidgety and agitated and getting anxious about like, I want to do six different things, but I'm, I'm aware that I should just be sitting here eating. But now I'm almost feeling guilty for just sitting here and eating and not doing anything else. That can almost be counterproductive. So again, like, especially it's it's all layered, you know, so that first, if you found a strategy that works for you that allows you to slow down, that's great. Keep doing that. And then that's something that you can kind of play with as you go forward. And, you know, maybe try just putting on some music for 20 minutes instead of having like the visual distraction as well and see how that impacts you and if that makes a difference or not and just kind of play with different strategies. But that one, I would say if you found that strategy to work, that's great. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I love Friends. I love watching it. It's, I mean, it's always on in the background sometimes. So I, I will take it. No, but no, I'm glad that yeah, it's, it's the slowing down part that is just so hard. I know just not for myself, but for so many people as well. Now too, the world is back up and running. And you know, we're going and going and going and slowing down is just such a hard thing especially like I said for pitta, for my pitta energy do you have any advice any other advice for for slowing down or things that can kind of ground people especially when they're eating or cooking yeah i mean one of the biggest ones is really just your breath I think breath work has really started to take off a lot which i'm grateful for because it is so so helpful and so one of the things that i would suggest is just really if you find yourself feeling overstimulated or feeling distracted or feeling like your your mind is going in seven different directions which often it is just really stopping and just taking you know two or three deep like full belly breaths 
and just kind of allowing your nervous system to settle a little bit, that's going to be hugely helpful. And that's also really helpful, again, just before consuming food, just stopping before you start eating, just stopping and taking two or three deep breaths, really grounding yourself into that moment to be present. Because I think that's really where we struggle. You know, our society is not set up to, at least in the Western world, it's not set up to support being in the present moment, unfortunately. Um, And so it does feel like we have to do that more actively now. So yeah, I would say really just focusing on your breath. And it's something that you don't, how do I say, it's very unobtrusive. So you can do it at work too. You know, you can just kind of like stop and take a few deep breaths. And one thing I find helpful for me, because I also tend to eat quickly, naturally, is really like in between bites, like finishing my bite and then taking a deep breath before I take the next bite. Because I'm the same way I tend to get caught up in what I'm doing, or I'm like, okay, I only have half an hour for lunch, I better eat quicker. And just really allowing that food to go to go down to be swallowed and just taking a breath. And that can really make a big difference for digestion as well. I'm gonna try that tonight for dinner. Yeah, let me know. Text me. Like I yeah, no, for sure. Because I also like I've noticed like there's those moments where we sit down for dinner and I just scarf up my food because I'm so hungry, or I know I have to study or do whatever. And it does not go over the rest of the evening. It's kind of just very uncomfortable. So it is, it's so true. I, I love that you said take a breath and also focus on, there's just so many, it's not like you said, just about the food you eat. It really is about the breath, the environment. There's just so many facets to having a healthy, healthy lifestyle and healthy body that I love that you break it down into so many layers. Yeah. And I think it's really important because it can feel, at least to me, it can feel very disempowering to to feel like the only route to, to healing or the only route to feeling healthy is through your diet. To me, that's just, that's disempowering because you have so many other areas of life that you can play with and that we should be exploring and playing with in terms of how it makes us feel. And it all feeds back into everything else. So. Yeah, I love it too. It's it's really fun to to explore those different areas. And then also, you know, like you said with your friend's example, right? Like to to talk with individuals and see what strategies they've come up with for themselves to to kind of modulate their own behavior as well is always really fascinating. No, absolutely. Wow, what an interesting episode. I learned so much from Kat. I'm super happy we got to sit down and talk about gut health and that it sounds like I got a stamp of approval for my method of watching friends while I eat, so I actually finished my meal. So that was good to hear. But this was a really fun episode. I'm super happy again um, to have had Kat on, and please let me know um, what your biggest takeaways were from this episode. You can share with me on Instagram, at from the Honeycomb Podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you like this episode, please give it a heart or thumbs up and click the follow button so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thank you so much and see you next Friday.